You're listening to Modern Marketing, a podcast brought to you by Influicity. At Influicity, we build brand communities that drive revenue. Learn more at Influicity.com. On today's episode, Influicity CEO John Davids talks with Anat Kotler, VP of Global Marketing and Product Management at Venus Concept. Okay, so Anat, I'd love for you to tell me about your thoughts on product-led growth, PLG, and how you think about it. Because you're somebody who came from product and then moved into marketing. So can you kind of explain your your theory on PLG and, and how you put it to work? Sure, sure. So PLG is really well-known when you look at SaaS companies, software companies in general. But it's rarely a topic when you look at healthcare and medical devices. So getting familiar with the, with the strategy, I wanted to implement the main principles of product-led growth into what we're doing in medical devices and aesthetics. And so when I look at product-led growth, it's really how you attract the customers, how you retain the customers, and how you grow that customer. And it really helps you focus on two main things. It's the value proposition of your product and the customer experience. So coming from product management, it made a ton of sense to focus on the value proposition and the customer experience and using it as a tool in marketing. So if, for example, we're focusing on what would be the value proposition when we launch it, it makes it easier to develop the right products, put the right features in it, and then it makes it a lot easier to sell it because we know that the product itself, the customer experience would be optimized in a way that will help customers talk about the product, help doctors talk about the product with their peers and present in conferences and would really support all the marketing efforts that we should be doing anyways. So as you mentioned, it's common in software. For example, if I'm creating a productivity tool or a communication tool or a social app, Product-led growth is going to be very common there. Can you give an example though, maybe a concrete example at Venus Concept, how you're developing medical aesthetic technology? What's something that you could actually do in the product, in the customer experience that drives growth? Sure. So focusing on the customer experience, if you, for example, look at our user interfaces, they're very different from what you'd see with our competitors. Typically, if you look at a medical device, even if you go to various clinics, not just in aesthetics, but aesthetics is the same. You see those old computers, screens, very outdated software, which is really difficult to learn and to operate. So if there's turnover in the clinic and and in the staff, it's really difficult to train new people on it. And it's not as intuitive and for sure not delighting the customer. So for example, if, if you operate a medical device by Venus, you see a user interface, which is much more like the one you'd see in different apps on your iPhone, for example. We're trying to create this delightful experience, this intuitive approach, and it really helps. I mean, it gets people to love the product, to say it's so easy to use that you know, anyone can start with it. Which is sometimes, you know, sometimes doctors or clinics are kind of hesitant on, you know, getting new products because of the, the ramp up. And we're eliminating that. 
it's interesting that you're bringing that kind of innovation because it's not an area that I'm familiar with. I don't use medical devices, obviously, but to think about a space that has been around for many, many decades. And I'd imagine that when you're building a medical device for doctors, you're not doing it with usability in mind. I mean, the idea is you're going to have to train a lot to do it. It's probably irritating to use, but the outcome is what the doctor cares about and what you're selling on. So when you guys design something and you're actually focusing on the customer experience and making that a priority, I bet that really separates you from competitors. Have you found it to be a real competitive advantage? Yeah, definitely. So when we do, for example, customer surveys, one of the areas where we get the highest score is the ease of use and how easy it is to start with a product, how easy it is to train various staff members on the product. And that's a huge key advantage that we've identified. And so we're doing that in every new product. Even if you know we're just upgrading the software, we're making sure that it's going to look like an app from your iPhone and not a, an ultrasound machine from the 90s. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity. Since 2015, we've been building brand communities that drive revenue. First, we did it through influencers. Then we added podcasts. Today, we work with world-class brands to build, optimize, and run breakthrough programs that create and capture demand. It's time to stop renting your influence and start owning it. Learn more at Influicity.com. So you, for seven years, were at were Senior Director of Product Management, Robotics, and EBD at Venus Concept. And then in January 2022, you become the VP of Global Marketing and product management. How did you actually get the skill set? Because we're talking about product-led growth, and I'm sure you had experience there. But then how do you actually take on the mantle of global marketing? Was there a lot of other stuff you had to learn? Well, yes. There's always new stuff that I have to learn to date. But I'd say that we've always worked closely with marketing. And a lot of the things that we did anyways were somewhere in between product management and marketing. I mean, because, because of the synergy and how closely we work together, a lot of it was, was there anyways. So yeah, obviously I had to learn all about how to manage events, how to do digital marketing. But other than that, I mean, I'd say 80% of it was there anyways. Because you already had a knack for it and you were interested or, or because... Is that why? Or is it because you were already working closely enough that you sort of learned on the job? So we worked closely enough and I learned a lot, but also I always tried to take, I mean, because it's a, it's an area of interest to me, I've always tried to take other tasks outside of my, my actual day to day. And so a lot of the marketing activities I was involved with, even though I wasn't a head of marketing at that time. Right. A lot of people listening to this are going to have marketing backgrounds, social media, influencer marketing podcasts, that sort of thing. What are maybe one or two insights you can provide to people that are in marketing that would really benefit them on the product side, speaking as a product person? So I often hear from people in marketing and obviously in sales, but also in marketing that they don't need to know about the product or they don't need to know much about the product. And and I, I think it's not the right way to, to approach it. While some people can truly be successful selling or marketing a product without knowing a lot about it, 
I think the only way that you're going to come across as authentic is by knowing all about your product, knowing all about the competitive landscape, the strength, the weaknesses, everything. And, and I think to sound authentic is, is a key component in marketing. So buyers become a lot more educated and they don't want to buy something that they feel is pushed or pushed by super expensive campaigns or ads. And they need to believe that it, it may add value to them. So I think marketers should focus on that value. And for that, they have to know the product inside and out. Yeah, it's interesting that you'll have somebody come in on the marketing side and they really want to focus on their craft, which is maybe making great TikToks or let's do a really fun event. But the value of the product, if the customer is actually interested in it, as you know, as your customers are, they they want a great medical device. If you focus on the selling points of the product, you might be able to to win them over faster. But if you don't take the time to become familiar with the product and really dig into you know, what are those two or three things, what I find is that if you understand the two or three moments of magic of what is the product moment of magic where the customer goes, Oh my goodness, I, I just love this thing. If you can really capture and zoom in on those, then you can actually make much better marketing. Exactly. It's, it's that aha moment that you want to reach with the customer. And, and you want to reach it fast enough and so that they see the return on investment, these are products and, and these products in general are very expensive. So we want to make sure that they're successful and they have this aha moment and they, they're meeting their goals that they anticipated when buying this product. Yeah. Do you think you went from product to marketing? Do you think people, do you think the move from marketing to product is a smooth one? Or, or do you think maybe you had an easier time doing it your way? Well, I definitely think there's, there's an opportunity to move from marketing to product. I don't think it's going to be necessarily more difficult. I mean, obviously, it will depend on the product because some products would require more technical background or engineering background. But at the end of the day, I think product managers would really benefit from having the marketing background and the marketing experience seeing you know what works with customers what doesn't work what works with demand generation what's the easiest way to acquire customers and build these products or these features into the product in a way that would be enticing for customers when the product is launched so i would definitely consider candidates coming from a marketing background into product management roles very cool. Well, Anat, thank you so much for joining today. This is uh, really interesting, and I, I really appreciate your insight on the on on how people should be thinking about product led growth. Because I would say it's probably one of the most underutilized tactics. I don't want to say tricks, but understanding what is that what is that element of your product that people are really gravitating to can be the greatest aha moment for a marketer. Thanks for listening to Modern Marketing. This podcast is brought to you by Influicity, empowering marketers to build customer communities that drive revenue. We create massive demand via social, influencer, content, paid media, and of course, podcast. Learn more at Influicity.com.